Many fandoms. All of it. All right, Mena fans, welcome back to Mena Fandom, and it's back to the classic podcast format. And uh, I've got a special guest, a man I've been teasing. Well, it feels like a long time, but he's you know, the former disgraced intern from this show. <laughs> Listeners will remember uh, when Red was hosting, we we hired an intern who then uh, had access to the show socials, but. Um, did some dodgy follows, so had to be removed. And that in turn was Carlos. And Montante's World listeners will also remember Carlos from his appearance on there. So, Carlos, welcome to the show. I know you're sort of dodging the government in hiding at the moment and coming to a, coming to us from an undisclosed location. How are you? Well, I'm good, man. And it's funny you say that because I think. I'm at a 90% chance that I have to testify in Congress next week. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. the fandom will be a, a good, I think, a rehearsal for that because, as you know, I'm a pretty, um, you know, vicious interrogator, as Tommy Quinlan found out. Um, so this will be good for you. But how, how are you? I'm good. Besides that, I'm good. I'm just uh, getting used to where my life is heading now. Yeah, and, and and now that I got more time on my hands, I'm trying to be more active in the world. <laughs> Good. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Um, well, you know what happened? You know, when when you were social media manager of Minifandom for about three days, why did you then go and follow all these <clears throat> right wing accounts? They're all my friends, man. I got a little out of, out of control. I just started well, following I mean, all the pe- all the people I followed on my normal account. <laughs> it seemed like a sting job. It seemed like you were trying to get me and Red in trouble. No, 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 not at all. Men is not at all. I'm just, you know how conservatives can be. They, they're they're basically the minifans of the political world. So invested. And uh, so heavily involved and crazy, often called crazy people. And I just got a little out of control. I just started following all the normal accounts that I follow on my account. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, unfortunately, it led to your dismissal um, from the show. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but a bit, bit, bit of background. I mean, for those of, uh, you know, I don't want to go through it all again, but, you know, you're what, a Mexican-American who has now whistleblown about um, how immigrants were being treated? Uh, so two different things is uh, ch- uh, child escorting, migrant That's child it. escorting. Yep. And uh, for running the largest migrant hotel in New York City. That's and it. So everybody always looks at me crazy when they see me listening to Kirk Minahan's show. They're like, how's a Mexican from Texas working for the federal government, a fan of Kirk Minahan, uh, someone from Boston? <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? Because of Barstool. Because of Barstool. I, I started following Barstool because of Portnoy's Port crazy rants. And then I just one day saw this crazy man streaming from, a, what was it, a Walgreens or a CBS? And, yes. and and it was the day that he was leaving his old uh, 
station and I was like, oh man, I got to listen to this guy. He sounds even crazier than Portnoy. So I immediately got hooked with the, with the, from the very first stream and from the very first time he called into uh, Barstool Radio where he started yelling at Portnoy. And I was like, oh man, this guy seems a lot funnier. I got to listen to all his stuff. And sure enough, the first few episodes, my favorite episode actually, where where uh, Steve can't take the heat about his brother and he threatens to quit. <laughs> that's that's still my favorite episode till this day. Wow. Um. So you were you know so how you a Steve or a Cull guy? Uh, you know where do you sit on this whole Dave Cullinane leaving fiasco? Man. Uh, I, I like Cullinane, but I agree it's time for him to go. The show has been uh, not boring, but just it hasn't been really going anywhere. He promised to do a lot of things, and he hasn't done them. He came in with all these ideas and never did any of them, pretty much. But his random his random freaks, freakouts, his random outbursts were good enough, but it is time to move on. And I'm a Montante guy. But recently, Andrew Augustus has shot up my rankings, and he's actually my number one now. Wow. Wow. Um, well, we're going to get into that. I want to go through the whole producer race with you. Um, so, Super Minifan, great to have you on. Just uh, sticking and taking care of business. Um, there was a stunning response to the last episode with Tommy Quinlan, obviously an all-time uh, terrible performance by Tommy Quinlan. Uh, but, you know, lovely guy, just would be awful as KMS producer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening next for Minna Fandom, um, but let's get into the show stuff. So, Carlos, you said you didn't like Tommy Quinlan. You said you said to me when we organised this you wanted to, to get it off your chest. He's a snake. He has all the makings of a snake. And I see him, if he gets the job, I see him eventually getting mad at Kirk and and uh, suing him for something because he's done nothing but lie. Um, he claimed to be a big Mina fan and he doesn't know a lot of stuff. He claims to be a conservative, but then he said his career is now over because he came out uh, uh, for being gay. But anybody who's a conservative knows that conservative companies are dying to hire minorities and people who are gay, any of that sort. And then he also, another thing is he, he doesn't like black, uh, white guys. That just screams uh, crazy liberal to me. And for him to slander conservative media saying they wouldn't hire him because he's gay, it's a flat out lie. And he just has all the makings of a pathological liar I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad person, but he's lying <laughs> quite a bit. And I, it, it would be funny to have him on the show full time, but he's no, also, no. I could see him turning on Kirk and suing him down the line. Oh, down the road. I thought on Monday night, he had no sense of humor on that second appearance. He had no sense of humor. He couldn't take a joke. He hung up on me. It was it was a terrible performance from Quinlan. Like the drop off from his first appearance to his second appearance was massive. 
Yeah, I agree. I I even have Mick above Quinlan right now. Wow. That's saying something. That is really <laughs> saying something. I don't know if you saw overnight Tommy Quinlan and Augustus had a bit of a, a spat on Twitter. So I think um, – which one? I think Augustus shared some DMs from Tommy Quinlan, but I think Tommy had a bit of a go at Augustus, and then Augustus shared the DMs in true Minifan fan fashion. Tommy Quinlan bit back. It's got pretty nasty between those two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just Tommy Quinlan's so humorless. Um, I agree about the lies. Was that your account that tweeted out all the lies from Tommy Quinlan? No, 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 it wasn't mine, but it, but that account responded to me accusing Tommy of being a pathological liar, so we're both on the same. So now that we're on that, I did run uh, I did run a parody account, but I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> what was it? It was DEC's minivan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was me, but I deleted it. I can't remember, was it a good account? No, I was just pissing people off, but I was hyping you up, tweeting you Australian flags. And... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty weird on social media. You, like you do some good tweets and then some really bad ones. I mean, who doesn't, but you in particular. Um, <laughs> so Tommy Quinlan out. Um, so you have Augustus at the top of your rankings? Yes, I do, and I feel bad, but Montante has – I love Montante, but he's basically uh, another Justin right now. He's not putting much of an effort, and I want him to get the job, but uh, Andrew Augustus is shooting up there, so I have him as my one. And then I have Montante on two, and three would be John Rich. Wow. I'm not far behind you. Um, I think – I still think Montante can make a, a run at the job. Do you think it was bad? I'm asking, I need an objective opinion here, Carlos. So on Sunday, was it Monday night? Sorry. The show was live um, with Tommy Quinlan. And at the same time, there was college football on. And clearly Montante wasn't watching KMS live. He was watching college football. Whereas Augustus was watching the show live, he was onto the top 50 minute fans, he was calling up. I mean, he was locked in. Um, you know, do, do you think it's a knock on Montante that he was watching college football while the producer race was basically going on? Definitely, definitely. I even texted him. Wow. I, I texted him. What was the last text? Oh, look, I'll read it to you. I sent him a text saying. Stop with your betting shit on Twitter. I need you to focus on this producer search. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is true. It's a, it's a bad look because I guess one of the 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 um, wrinkles that Kirk has about Montante, and I think Montante would do a great job. In fact, I'm sure all the candidates apart from Tommy and Mick would do a pretty good job, um, and, except for John Rich as well, actually. So, so rub that out. Um, uh, I... Yeah, I think, you know, one of the wrinkles is that Montante is more into the gambling and the sports and Kirk wants something that someone that can just devote 24 hours of his life to the show. And I think Andrew Augustus is is showing that he will do that. Um, so, I, I mean, 
Kirk announced the to- top 50 sort of Minifan, sorry, a top 50 countdown for Minifans, and Augustus has been right on it. Um, you know, Montante, I can tell you, hasn't reached out to help or um, be involved in any way. A lot of other Minifans have. It's been great to hear from so many of them have asked if they could help. Um, and, and that's just who Montante is. Like, he's he's never been a, a super hardcore Minifan. He's he's fine with uh, being in the that in the middle kind of guy, sort of like a VD. Mm, yeah, I mean he's he's way more of a Minna fan than say John Rich or Tommy Quinlan. So and and I'm not not I'm really not criticizing Montante's chances because I think he'd do a great job. Um, it's just at the moment it, it's not that Montante's doing anything bad. It's just that Augustus is you know he's got the whip. He's he's coming down the straight hard, and he's you know he wants he wants it. Well, Montante's uh, approach may may work because look at Quinlan, he's he's destroying himself, and Montante's just skating through. And who knows, Augustus might shoot himself on the foot next. Well, that's right. I mean, I, someone could always completely fuck it up. Um, I've got to. I put this out on Twitter, and and I think for this competition to mean something, Kirk has actually got to start eliminating people. Um, because then, you know, there's the real stakes are there. Like at the moment, it seems like Kirk is being quite nice to everybody. But I think he should, like if, if Kirk has gone home and thought, there's no way I want to work with Tommy Quinlan, he should just next show go, right, Tommy Quinlan's out and stick to it, not bring he him need- in. He he needs to let someone like you or a group of Minna fans eliminate someone for an mm, episode. I- yeah, he should let me um, run the whole thing. Um, but that or at least eliminate it. someone. That's it, because I think it is surely Kirk has thought to himself, I can't work with Mick full-time or Tommy. I mean, they both are, are just not suited to the job. It was clear. Um, and, and, and Kirk's right. People would stop listening, I think, if if Mick was the producer. Like you, they would lose probably 20% of their listens. Um, I would still listen if it was Mick. I would not listen if it was Quinlan. I would not listen. Wow, wow. What is it? The apart from the lying stuff that you, I mean, yeah. What else do you hate about him? Just lying to him. Well, he he just seems like, for example, with Barstool, they went through a period where they hired guys like Bailey, Carlin, uh, Brandon, uh, Black Brandon. Uh, Willie, all these guys who turned on Dave, and they got hired when Penn came in with the big money. And now all these guys uh, constantly tweet, or Ellie, they all tweet that Dave's a racist, they go at Dave still. And I just feel like Quinlan's one of those guys, you know? He just gives me bad vibes. Like, he's going to eventually turn on Kirk, take him Mm -hmm. to court for offending him, uh, his sexual lifestyle, something like that. Wow. I like this conspiracy theory. Um, he, he's, Quinlan scored very low on the Steve scale that Blind Mike came up with. And he was doing so good because his first episode had me laughing. He was high up mm. there and then just took yeah. him one one day, shot himself right back down. 
Yep, wasn't just the network. And he's got no self-awareness. And, like, he just couldn't take any criticism from Kirk on Monday night. And it was a bad job to hang up on me. I mean, he could have fought with me. I don't know if you heard all of last night's show, but I called in. And he, he I, I rarely call in the main show because of the time difference. So I called in, got through. And he just hangs up on me when we're about to get into an argument, even though I didn't really want to argue with him too much. I wanted to promote the network and talk about some stuff, but terrible instincts. I mean, I'm an, I'm an A plus talent. You don't hang up on that. At least play along, play along, do a little banter. That's it. Um, His, his, his face throughout the whole recording on YouTube, he looked, he looked upset. Like you could just tell he was quiet a lot. He wasn't saying much. His face, facial expression was just like he was upset that he's been uh, attacked. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm I'm curious if we'll see him return. I think he might tell Coke to fuck off soon because um, he just doesn't look like he's enjoying it. He, you know, he doesn't. He, so, yeah, it was an all-time what? bad what? performance. Why isn't John from Scranton throwing his name in there? It's a good question. I, I think he couldn't move there. Uh, they talked about this on Quantum Kirk. Um, I don't think John could move there. I think that's the issue. He's pretty settled uh-huh. where he is. Um, and I don't think Kirk would take it seriously. Um <laughs> I mean, I think John would be fine. Um, he does have terrible instincts, but no worse instincts than any of the other applicants. Um, he's been fired like me, right, From by you? Mm, he's been rehired again, and he's doing really well. He's, he's doing fantastic stuff for the network. Um, <laughs> I do make a lot of fun of him because he is very annoying, and he's the, he's the biggest clout chaser. And, on, you know, he, he just wants to be on air every second of every show. That, that that is the thing. Like if I said, if I know no Carlos, if I said to him, John, I want you to produce every show on the network, but the condition is you have to be on every show. He would go, thank you. Like you oh, are fantastic. It would be like the best present for him. He'd be thrilled. Whereas you know, other people are more self-aware and realise that there are some shows you don't need to be on. Um, so yeah. So I don't think he's a ser- I don't think he's a serious candidate, but. I wouldn't mind him applying. If John said I'd move for it, then he should go there and he would kill it in studio. I mean, he's got the technical stuff down. He's he's a hard worker. He can video and audio edits. Um, he never sleeps. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's got all the qualities. Um, he's just a bit of a rat. I, <laughs> I feel like um, you go back and forth on him, just like VD. Mm. Oh, I'm in a good place with both of them at the moment. Um, VD's been a bit um, absent lately. I'm not sure why. He's he's very happy that Cullinane's going. And I do, I do like John. He, as I said, he's just aggravating. He probably finds me aggravating too. Um, oh, yeah, so I don't know if you heard that they brought up my candidacy for the producer job. Um, and I, I had said on the show this show, oh, maybe I could be there by January to produce the the main show. And I was sort of like tongue-in-cheek. Like I I probably could be there by January. Kirk was saying, oh, what about my family? I mean, my family is like my kids have grown up. Um, 
but there's a lot of other things stopping me. But I, I you know, I was saying tongue in cheek. But if Kirk really wanted me and made me an offer, I, I couldn't refuse. I could be there by January. Um, wow, moved heaven and earth. Um, but but he said, Kirk said, and and this is very speculative. But Kirk's then blind Mike said, well, what if Manners was here? Would you consider him? And Kirk's was like, oh, he's too old. But my my thing is, I would just make such an irresistible case. He wouldn't be able to say no. Like he, he's, he would definitely have got me into studio because he's, you know, you look at the Muppets he's got in there um, to produce shows in the last couple of weeks. He would definitely have got me in there. And then I would have just absolutely knocked him off his feet um, and it, it would have been case closed. I mean, because I can do the show stuff. I can do the back of house stuff. I can run a whole team. I mean, it would just be, it'll be a one-stop solution for Kirk. It doesn't matter how old I am. And I, yeah, but um, not going to happen, Carlos, unfortunately. Um, I'm not too old. I'm young at heart. No, no, you, 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 you work, you don't, you work like you're young at heart. You're always putting stuff out. I wish I could do that, but I'm not creative enough. Um, well, you know, you've, you've, you, you also, I tried to get you as an intern on the network and then you suggested starting a chat, which I just had to, which was actually your idea. You said you should start a network chat with everybody. And so we started the network chat and then within a week I exited the chat and I said to Joe, I'm not going in that chat. Uh, you can handle it. <laughs> Oh man, I was a bit of a troll in there. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if Joe told you, but I was a bit of a troll in there. What were you doing? I was <laughs> just 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 going along with BA and starting shit. Yeah, but that um, surprised me. You're all but it's me. it's because I wanted to take it seriously, but then my whistleblowing stuff happened, and um. Uh, with that happening, and now it's getting a bit more serious. I, oh man, I just don't can't really have the time to mm. to put an effort into the, some of these things. I would just throw comments in there every now and then, but uh, I don't know how to say it because I have to be more careful now with what I say online. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you should be. Um, yeah. So Blind Mike, he had his Steve scale and he was, he's super high on John Rich. I don't know, am I being too harsh on John Rich, Carlos? I think, okay, he's better than Quinlan or Mick, but that's a very low bar. But then I think there's no way he would survive with Kirk. Like Kirk would eat him alive in the next, um, in, a, in a couple of months. I mean, he seemed... No instincts, no technical skills. Um, you know, apart from being a nice guy, I mean, that was all that saved him. And Mick was so god awful that day. I think the only good thing about John Rich is that he's in New York and he has the connections, like the friendships with all the people there. But other than that, you're totally right. He's not a fit for the show. No, and, and uh. I think he's more like a Montante. He's just good with with being in the middle, you know. Mm. We need an Augustus type of person in there. Yeah. 
Because Augustus, Augustus reminds me of, of Mantis. You remember Mantis from Barstow? Not really. He was just funny to to see Portnoy uh, make fun of him, and it would just be hilarious have Kirk make fun of Augustus at every episode. Mm. Uh, did you see um, Portnoy body bag Clemmer today? <laughs> yes. I tweeted, I responded saying, get him, send him back to KMS. <laughs> I want to get the tweet, but uh, for those, I mean, you've all seen it, but it was just incredible. So what happened? Um, the chicks in the office posted, was it the chick? No, no, no. The mean girls. Sorry, chicks the in mean the girls. office. Yeah. The mean girls posted um, that they weren't fired, basically, like a photo of them entering the office. We're still here sort of thing. And they deleted the post. But before they deleted it, Clemmer, uh, quote tweeted it. This is such a shitty and tone deaf tweet. Also, it's Tuesday. Um, and I think, you know, obviously that was referring to the fact that a lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, I don't see as much of a problem with the Mean Girls original tweet. Like, I think it's a bit shitty, but I also think if in a barstool environment where everyone makes sort of fun of everybody, it in that, I, I, look, I don't, I don't think it was that bad. It was to me, it was a below average tweet. But I thought Clemmer piling on was a bit much. And then Portnoy has quote tweeted Clemmer and said, "You know what is tone deaf to me? An easily expendable person like yourself not writing one blog over the weekend after layoffs." Blah 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 blah. I just don't think tone deaf people should chirp tone deaf people. Um, so that was, I mean, Portnoy absolutely body bag Clemmer. No, and rightfully so. I mean, what has Clemmer done since he's been in New York, you know? He hasn't had one funny viral moment. But and... he's done well to survive, though. I mean, when you think about it, they laid off 25% of the staff. I mean, an easy an easy one would have been to to let go Clemmer, you know, not renew his contract or um, just say, look, um, you know, last in, first out. So we're going to knock out a few people that came in recently. Um, but he, he survived, so they must see something in him. <laughs> I think it's just like a – I think uh, Portnoy sees him as Augustus, as the way Kirk sees Augustus, and he just wants him around to beat up on him. Mm. He's, um, he's going to take the rope. Clamor might be taking the Smitty role because Smitty is threatening to quit now. Are you're a clever guy? Uh, yeah, I really like Chris. Uh, I I don't do I don't watch any or follow any of his barstool stuff. But I, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, Carlos, because that's not my character. But just just sort of basically, without me, I don't think Chris would be at barstool because um, you know if you wind it back and, and there's you know, millions of hours of tapes of this. I was pushing hard for Clemmer to, to go on KMS for a long, long time. Uh, I was I was tooting his horn and Kirk eventually listened and then that led to his regular appearances on the main show and then he was picked up from Barstool. So in a roundabout way, Clemmer kind of owes me everything. Um, no, no, exactly. You, you're like, uh, how's it... Um... Like in the in the political world, you your endorsement means a lot in the KMS mm. world, which is yes. why Quinlan Quinlan messed up by hanging up on you. Mm. Um, 
but um, so so I, I like Chris, um, and he's a bit. He can be um, a bit arrogant sometimes, but you know, for, I, I said his content at Barstool doesn't interest me, um, but I think he's doing a good job, and he, I'm surprised he survived. Um, but <laughs> Portnoy absolutely killed him. Um, I can't wait for Kirk to react to that. Yeah, uh, I just don't think it was that bad a tweet. I mean, sure, it was a little tone deaf from the mean girls, but I also think that's their persona. Like, I think they should dig into it. Like, they're called the Mean Girls podcast. Like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Own it. Own it, exactly. Um, what do you think of this top 50 minute fans um, countdown? Man, I like it. And I was trying to think of my own list, but – there's just too many. I mean, where do you even start? Uh, if I had to say top ones, I would even well, throw a DEC in there. Yeah. Um, there's been a few lists floating around. So Andrew Augustus and all listeners, I want you to do this, and I've tweeted it out. And and actually, I'll try and put the link in the episode notes, but Andrew Augustus, I think, has put out a form where you can nominate people to go on the master list. So my plan is to put together a, a sort of major list and then we start to whittle it down. And at, at some point when we've whittled it down, we want to go to the fans maybe for voting. But this Google Doc, you can just put in like five names that you want considered. And you can, I think you can do it as many times as you want. So, and the thing is, don't put the obvious people. Like, obviously, the, we all know that the top 10 or, you know, top five or 10 are pretty clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. I would just rather see something like this involving the producer search, like have you and uh, Tim and maybe someone else, not Andrew, because he's involved in it, have you, a panel, eliminate somebody from the producer search. Mm, well, that too. We could do both. Um, but the thing is, I actually like the fact that Augustus is involved with this because I think it's a good test to see how he handles dealing with something in the Minifan world in a, in a complicated, like, you know, it's not going to be easy to pull this off. Um, it's not going to be impossible. You know, it's yeah, what I'm saying is it's a good test for him. It's a good dry run. And if he can't handle this, then Kirk will be like, certainly couldn't handle the main show. Um so yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be fun. We've started the committee, um, so there's the four the four person committee. I'm just the commissioner, so I'm not exactly, I guess, voting too much. I'll be there for just the you know dot the i's and cross the t's and host the show. But I have this issue, Carlos, and you know you're every man man on the streets. So I can ask you this. Um, I don't think it would work announcing like one every night. Like that that seems to me like you never see a countdown show that just announces one person. Um, so I actually think we should be doing shows where we count down five or ten at a time. So you go from 50 to 41. You know, so we could do five shows where you go through ten, yeah. counting down ten, and you could do those five shows. So you do sort of say they record the main show on a Monday morning. You could do that, this on a Tuesday and then they can react to it on the Wednesday and then you could do the next show after that and slot it in that way so you've got maybe five shows over two weeks from 50 to one um, because it'll be a bit, you don't want to just tune turn it on and like three minutes I go, okay, number 50, um, 
DEC's minivan, you know, and talk, and then that's it. And then yeah, come yeah. back tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. It. And also give like a, what was what, their top two moments? For example, Dee uh, Dee when she cussed out uh, Lauren. That was a pretty mm. funny moment. Exactly. When she, when, when she got in a fight with her on uh, Mike and the Minifans. That's right. It would Because if we did that show where it was 10 at a time, you could also, um, you know, make it like a bit of an event where you're right, go through um, things that happened, you know, um, you know, people that just missed out. You could do all sorts of fun stuff. Um, yeah. Like like so a that, countdown episode, like the ones MTV used to do. Yeah, exactly. No one does a countdown with one announcement on it. Um, yeah. So, so that's my plan. Um, what else? I and, also want to go on. I was going to say, and maybe when you get to the top 10, half people vote for them or something, or maybe the yeah. top five. Well, I think what we want to do is that's a good point. I, I mean, I think the top five is going to be pretty easy. The actual, I think for me, the, and cause you know, there's been some lists circulating. It's actually that 30 to 50. That's going to be the most competitive. You know, the the top 20 or 30, the, the cream will rise to the top, so to speak. But then I think there's a lot of people where it's going to be a close, a close debate. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think, yeah, like the top, you know, I think you'd sort of have, you know, I'd have Kirk 1, Blind Mike 2, Cull 3, some other people. I'd have Steve Robinson like 9, I reckon, at the highest think his his um contribution is vastly overstated um but yeah anyway look i'm not on the committee so i'm just the the, the commissioner but i think it'll be fun oh definitely definitely and maybe have uh give like a, a little speech or a quote from the top people mm, yeah fine material yeah Get them on, get the win. Well, get some of the the people that missed out on as well. Like if Kevin from Bristol misses out, he'll have a nervous breakdown. Um, <laughs> but but I think go on. I was just gonna say you got to mess with him. Like get him close to the top ten and then drop him out of the top ten at last minute. I'll drop him out of <laughs> the top fifty. Um, do you remember? I mean, this is, has real shades of the Minifan Hall of Fame that never went ahead. Um, yeah, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And as I said, I think there'll be probably two or 300 people that we have to whittle down to 50. That That's my gut feeling, that once people start putting names and characters in, there'll be about two what, or 300. What about OGs that, like, have disappeared? For example, like Matt from Providence, would you still well, add him in there? No. Absolutely not. There's no way he's in the top 50. I'm not on the committee, but, you know, we've been, I've been trying to come up with some criteria and Augustus, Augustus ADHD, he can't really focus. But what I want to do is I think, you know, you, you're basically looking at impact, um, you know, you know, the impact of the person, and then you've got to look at the, the length of time of the impact. So someone like Rich, Rich Kelleher had a big impact, but a very short space of time. Matt from Providence, the same. You know, so when we get to this list, we'll be weighing those people up with people who, um, you know, might have had an impact for much longer. And I think that will trump people who burned bright but faded away. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't add Rich Kelleher? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think he'll just miss out. He's certainly on the master list. But as I said, we, the committee hasn't had our first official meeting. So, you know, once Andy Mayo, Tim McCann and Augustus and I meet, you know, we need to settle on this criteria. Then we need to sort of start debating a few people. Can um, you and Andy Mayo still end up on it or, or would you be out of it? I think what will happen is the other, like Tim and Canton has to be on there. Um, so, you know, some people would say I should be in the there and in the top ten. That's that's a, look. That's a matter of opinion. Um, but I think we'll let the other three talk about the other one. So me, Augustus, and Mayo will work out where Tim and Canton should go, um, and vice and vice versa for everybody else i think that's the way we'll do it i mean i don't think augustus and mayo make the top 50 uh, so it's really just tim and i that they have to talk about um all right and now, is there anything else you want to bring up about the show i've got two more a couple more segments but uh, anything else from the show you want to bring up you think colonine colonine ends up at barstool somehow absolutely not uh, I think this. I think he's got young children, and I do think, and I've mentioned it before, that there's something to him wanting a more regular, a lifestyle. So I, I don't think so. And uh, I mean, so you know what I did? Portnoy also would never hire him. I mean, I listened to. I hadn't re-listened to the Portnoy episode from a couple of weeks ago when he was in studio. I mean, he fucking buried uh, Cullinane. I mean, that was yeah. just absolute destruction i mean even i felt sorry for dave it was just he just ran over him and um yeah so i I can't see him hiring him and after that imagine he saw um yeah i mean more likely he's back at kms i mean let's be honest um it's more likely in two (laughs) years um you know kirk's you know burnt out through some more producers and cullinane saves a day He's going to come back like Blind Mike where he was quit for money and then he comes back for free. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun. He, he probably will do that. Like he'll he'll be doing, um, you know, great thinkers on the network and still involved in the world. He, he did say something wild in that Portnoy episode where he was like something about the show. I can't, don't know what he meant, but he said, oh, I thought it would be different to me just finding stuff for you to talk about or um I, I i was trying to sort of piece through it's very hard to understand cullinane uh, but i think there's a lot of bitterness there um he certainly missed messed his opportunity up and you know i don't think it's easy doing his job but he completely fucked it up and he checked out in in a different way to Steve did, but just as much in the end. Um, he was not paying attention to anything. He was, you know, much nicer than Steve. As I've said, Dave is a lovely guy. Like, he's been super nice. He would never do anything to ha- harm the Minna fans, unlike Steve, who would happily knife you all in the back. Um, yeah, no, definitely. So I wish uh, him all the best. I hope he goes on to great things and gets a better job for his family and stuff. Um because I, I don't get it. Like he came in with all these promises and he, he turned his back on the Minna fans. He, like, I'm sorry, but there's just no excuse for the Instagram and Facebook because you're making videos on Twitter. So the very least you do is you post them on the other platforms, even if you don't convert them to other formats. Like, you know, you, there's this thought that you should make it a real for 
Instagram, but you can still post it in the format that it's on Twitter. Like there's just no excuse for not doing that, apart from just laziness. He paid no attention to the network. Um, Especially Instagram. When you post something on Instagram, you could directly put it on Facebook at the same time. Mm. Um, and John Rich stole my idea for TikTok. I mean, I said that way before John Rich said it. I mean, I, I could make TikTok, uh, Kirk, a TikTok star. Um, as I say, if I was there, I would put together such a compelling case. And Kirk can't wait till January for me. But if he doesn't find anyone or they all lose their minds, I mean, you never know. Um, the minute you move here, Manners, it's over. You're you're going to be part of the show completely. The minute you absolutely. Move I, I mean, I, I love the show. I could dedicate my whole life to it. I, I guess I would want to still do my cricket podcast, um, but that's you know once or twice a week, whatever. Um, you know, Kirk would it's very difficult to turn me down. Um, all right, I want to. I've got some listener questions, but before that, I just want to go into the the Minifan World segment because now, I mean, that was dead for a while, but the network has kicked off again. Um, so, um, have you been consuming any of the network stuff? Uh, no, zero, zero, zero. Uh, you're like, yeah, you're very busy, aren't you? Or you're just not interested? No, no, I, it's just I. I'm very busy at the moment. I just have enough time to catch up on the show and on Minifandom, fandom, but uh, I'm going to start having more, more time available soon. So I'm, I'm planning to catch up, but I haven't really been watching any of the YouTube stuff except for Mike and the Minifans. I've been watching those. How, how do you think that's going? I like it. I, I like it because it's, it's something to look forward to, you know, when, when I was, that's what I was saying. I'm so, when I called into the last one to the manners live, I said, Manners, manners, thank you for saving the network because it's just something like, well, I've been doing my job like the, when I used to fly around and move kids around. Whenever I would get to the hotel or whenever I would go up on the airplane, I would just always download Minifandom, KMS and listen to it when I would get to the hotel or up on the plane. Mm. And man, it was it just helped me out a lot. Just That's uh, good to know. Yeah. And it was it was a nice getaway like to get my mind off of work and just start laughing at, at all the men of fandoms. And I, if, if, if I may manners, you're very good at this, but if I could give you one piece of criticism, I think you yes. have to, I think you have to start having more people like me who are uh, watching the show, keeping up with it, but we're not heavily involved in the, you gotta have more of the casual fan be on mm. here. Yes. You know? Well, so on Mina Fandom or Mike and the Mina fans? On Mina Fandom. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So uh, the last recently, because of the network, I just haven't had time to dedicate to Mina Fandom. And you can uh, um, you can ask John because we had a thing where I said you were coming on, and we ne- we took ages to organize. But you know. Um, I literally messaged Montante and John from Scranton like half an hour before a couple of times just to record little hits. But I agree with you, more more voices like yours on um, from all communities and also on Mike and the Minna fans. Once this producer race is over, we've definitely got some new voices coming on. There's a few people that have reached out um, to come on. Uh, but, but, you know, I just have to focus on the network. Minna fandom is a lot of fun. 
but unfortunately, I've only got so much spare time. And like, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I would love to see John Rich on here next. Like, if he's serious about the position, he should come on here and state his case. I mean, you're right. I'll t- I was going to reach out to him to come on um, a show. I'm actually, yeah, hoping to get um, Jeff Lowe on the network to talk about the race. So, look, um, definitely, uh, it's just a time thing, um, and I like having different voices on. Um, and Mike and the Minute fans is doing great, so we'll, we'll get some more pe- fresh voices on. What on the network? We also had the Sporto podcast with Peter and and Carl and. Um, you know, the great thing now is, Carlos, I don't know if you know, but all the network is on a podcast feed, um, the Minifan, the old Minifan HQ podcast feed. So I'm, so I'm putting all the audio up there so you can listen to just audio versions only. And, um, yeah, a few things floating around around about Kyle on Discord, um, basically saying don't give him money. I don't think Kyle has asked for money. Um but yeah, I wouldn't give any Minifan money if they asked me for money. So I don't think that's um, rocket science. Um, Pappy's Kitchen was good last week. Uh, Robbie V's show is peculiar, but it's still going. Um, Quantum Kirk, they reviewed the Rich Keller her episode in their latest show. Uh, and they were talking that's, live. That's the like show that? I'm interested in, Quantum Kirk. That's the one I've been telling myself I got to catch up on. Well, there's a new one out now. It's with BA, Danny and Dave. BA talked for most of the show and they reviewed the Rich Kelleher experience. They also said some weird stuff about me, uh, like lies about what I was trying to do, get John from Scranton off their show. All I was trying to do was teach Danny and Dave how to use StreamYard so that they could record for themselves sometimes because fucking anyone can use StreamYard. There's no need to waste John's time. I mean, he's super talented. I want to save him for, you know, the big shows and taking calls and, uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to take up too much of his time. So if, if two fat fatsos can get on StreamYard and talk about an old episode without John, that's all I was trying to do. But, again, whatever. I mean, I, I, love, the, I love Danny and Dave. Uh, they're great guys. They just um, sometimes need a bit of a, a strong hand. And I disagree with them on the whole where they were trying to get you just to take calls at the end of Mike and the fans. It's two separate things, like you said. There's no way to do them together. Absolutely. And and I'm not going to be on every Mike and the fans. I just went on that one, and there's some criticism that I'm sticking my head on every show from the usual suspects. BA asked me to host with him because he's not as competent hosting with a lot of people as I am. I can take people out. I can say to John Rich, all right, give us your hot take, get out because you're on a train or or Bill from or Jimmy or whatever his name is from 98.5. Like, okay, say something. You know, I'm just, I can just run a show. Um, anyway, do you listen to Montante's world? I, I try to. I try to. Uh, but, um, I, I'm, it's not, it's also not that I don't have time. I'm just trying to be involved, but at the same time, keep a distance because of my current situation. Cause mm. anything I say, anything I say is going to get brought up to where I'm going to next week. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, um, and Montante is toxic. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I need is Montante going off on a Jerry Callahan type of rant and then pulling up the clip up and asking me about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, I sometimes listen to Montante's world. I mean, most of the time it's not about KMS. It's about other stuff. Um, yeah. He he so, he goes off the rails kind of uh, quite often. Yeah, the last show was like Channel Zero. I didn't even listen to it. Um, all right, we've got some listener questions here. No, actually, these are these are good ones. Um, all right, Case, we've got three questions. Uh, we'll go with Kesa. Based on the archive resources alone, DC has provided significant value to the Minifan world and really the only source of old Kirk and Callahan content. Where does he rank in the top 50? Good question, Kesa. Obviously, because I'm the commissioner, I don't really want to lock lock it into a spot. Um, but I wouldn't think he'd be in the top 20. Like, I, I think he's in that 20 to 30. Yeah, yeah, I agree because uh, he, uh, he, he would have stayed in the world. He, he could have definitely been up there, but kind of fell off and mm. kind of fell off hard. <laughs> and yeah. he's not really brought up anymore and just every now and then and that goes back to what you say is said is the lasting effect that they have on the world and dc's dc is not really he's not really brought up anymore no and he's, but he's still listening to the show i, I can tell you that much because he mes messaged me maybe when after i called up about maz he, but yeah he, uh, he still listens that's for sure um phil mccooch why does everything you do make me want to kill myself? So obviously not a fan of my work, Phil McCooch. <laughs> what a loser. What a loser. But anyway, <laughs> do it. Um, case of one, last question. Which producer candidate has the best instincts in terms of anticipating content that would interest Kirk and creating interesting conversations? This is what I always felt Cully failed at. I think when Carly was switched on, actually, he um, he was okay at it, but he, he, he failed it towards the end. Interesting. Um, so let's rank them in terms of just instincts. I don't know if this where this would fit on the Steve ranking, but okay. Hmm. The last one, I would say John Rich. I mean, he brought up some terrible stories. Yeah. Maybe Mick even. I would rank Montante up there on one because he seems best fit when it comes to that. Mm. And I don't know though. He's, I mean, would he go in there and want to talk about college football? Like, I think Augustus might have a better instinct for that. But but Augustus is more on the silly, on the not so serious. You want serious, but at the same time, you don't want too much. You want someone down the middle? Yeah. I, I mean, the Montante's, mm. Montante's well, better for that. Okay. Well, last, definitely Quinlan. Second last, John Rich. I reckon Mick's instincts would be okay. I think Mick's personality is probably worse than his instincts. Um, all right. Good question, Casey. This is something we'll be going through on the committee. That was all. We didn't get many listener questions tonight, Carlos. I think, as I said to you, everyone is just obsessed with this producer race. It's gripping a nation. 
Yeah, and I think the next step would be have a have a panel with you on it. That's where where it has to go. Mm. Have these yeah. guys, have these producer hopefuls, kiss your ass a little bit. Yeah, you no, know? yeah. Um, maybe Kirk should, you know, think about sh shipping me over at some point for um some in person interviews with them. Yeah, or, um, or, or, or it'd be even better if it'd be like a surprise, just randomly show up, mm -hmm. not announce it. No, yes, I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to speak to John Ritchie. He does seem like a lovely guy, but just seemed seemed like from another planet. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, you know how these shows end with you know dedication to Red's parents about what have they, what have, what can they be watching in heaven? Um, God rest their soul. Um, but uh, he's he's yeah. I don't want to say too much about Red, but he's annoying. Um, I, I watched the I watched a great series on the weekend called The Night Manager with Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. It's an old one from 2016, but it's like a spy series. I think six episodes, and I would give it out of a hundred, uh, probably ninety out of a hundred. It was very good, so I would recommend that. Haven't seen anything else. Just been um, listening to KMS. Have you been watching anything, Carlos? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm more of on the, the last series I watched was Mayans MC, you know, the, the spinoff from Son of, Sons of Anarchy, but oh yeah, that, that ending kind of pissed me off. The show just ended and I haven't really been watching anything, but that and 60 days in, which is the show where people volunteer to go spend 60 days in prison you know i'm just getting ready <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna go to prison are you <laughs> no no i'm just joking but hopefully not but with the way it's with the way stuff's looking these days you never know you know um well it's been great to have you on Minifandom. fandom uh, thanks for joining me um good luck with everything so you could be what from Minifandom fandom one week to the did you say the high court next week supreme court yeah. no, no congress dc congress DC. wow wow yeah it's, um, it's at 95 percent chance right now so i'm just waiting on a call and wow. i might be i'm probably going to be up there in a in a sparring match of words with some of those people you see on tv all the time well if it's against mitch is mitch mcconnell got anything to do with congress uh, the Senate, this would be with the House, the House of right. Representatives, you know, AOC. Yes, um, I haven't, I don't know. American politics confuse me. Anyway, yeah. well, good luck, Carlos. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Manners. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more on the boring side, but you got to get the boring voice as well, you know? You're not boring at all. No, it was good to hear your takes about the show. No, it's mi Mix stuff. it in a little bit, and, and I stand by my take about uh, I hope Tommy's the next one to go. <laughs> I like it. And I agree with you. They've got to start eliminating people. All right, listeners, look, we'll be back soon with another Minna Fandom. Um, yeah, not sure. Got to, you know some great Minna's live content. So if you haven't um, subscribed to the, the Kirk Minahan Network podcast feed, um, just you know put it in any podcast app or just look on my Twitter feed. Um, but you can also listen to the shows. Thanks, everybody.
things that were said by Big Steve. Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cause it made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. <laughs> With missing audio, yup, discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is prolific, Jesus. Oh, yeah, quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needed therapy. <laughs> oh, he got fucked by a man down under. Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? Called him out as a show scrubber. <laughs> Replaced by another I heard some news today An Australian man was found slain <laughs> Adult was found by the body Said nobody can fuck with S.E. Yeah! He fucked up a man down under. 